Contrast uncut, yeah you know that's us Where we only speak the real and the real rock with us Where we motivate the people and the politic on success Oh no we ain't DJ Kelly, but they swear we the best Contrast uncut What's happening? It's Contrast Uncut. It's season four, episode 26. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. It's your host, Zylo, aka DJ Juan Dollars, like I won some money. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we have an incredibly dope and very talented special guest. She is from Mexico City, Mexico. She's a vibe. I mean, when you press play on anything she puts her paint on, on the canvas of her voice, it's it's a vibe. Press play. I don't, like, I'm Mexican. I'm like maybe 13, 14% Mexican. My grandfather swam across the border from Aguas Caliente and fought in World War One, And that's how, you know, I ended up becoming here. And I tell you, I don't know Spanish because at that time, Spanish wasn't something that was pressed on people. They were trying to get people to become more Americanized. And when I listen to her, I could feel the emotion that, that she's trying to embody, whether it's about love, whether it's about empowering women, or whether it's about empowering the past and making it better for the future. And she's a billboard charting singer, songwriter, recording artist, and the first female artist from Mexico to sign with the major Jay-Z's founded label, Rock Nation. During this pandemic, she was recently in the Rolling Stone magazine, marking her Aladdin Music Pick of the Week. She's an inspiration for all the youth and teenagers, as well as adults fighting for women's rights and influencing so many with her music and actions. And if you don't know who I'm talking about by now, it's all good. We got all episode to chop it up with Rock Nation's very own, the urban banda diva, Victoria La Mala, everybody. How you doing? Yay, thank you so much. That introduction was amazing. I was like, oh, damn, that's me. <laughs> I'm doing amazing. Very excited to be here with you and, you know, be part of this interview. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I got to let you know from the very beginning, time's the most finite thing we have on this earth. So I got to make sure I tell you from the jump, I appreciate your time for fucking with me, fucking with the viewers, you know, being transparent with us. So thank you. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. So speaking of it, of time, Victoria, what's a normal 24 hours for you? Well, you know what? I don't have like normal 24 hours. Every day for me is kind of different, you know, doing this music thing every day is something new. And that's part of what I love so much about it, that there's not so much about routine, right? But things I do every day, like for sure, I wake up, I got to have my cup of coffee. I love coffee. Um, then I walk my dog. I have a pit bull and feed him, make sure he's good. And then I usually like check my emails, check my Instagram, and then I go from there. Some days I have to go to the studio. Some days I just stay home or record, try to get a workout in, you know, normal, normal things. Sometimes photo shoots, sometimes video shoots. But I consider myself, other than what I do, that I'm so blessed to do, a very normal, uh, regular girl. That's a blessing. <laughs> That's a blessing. You know, to, to reach your dreams and still feel normal without having to feel like you're above the sky in the dream, that's amazing because it keeps you grounded, it keeps you leveled, and it keeps the content just flowing of just reality to, re to real. 
You know, I think it's super important. My mom always told us growing up that you have to stay humble no matter what, because life is like this, you know, and sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down and you have to realize that people are people for who they are and not for what they're doing or how much money they have or the fame that they have. So I try to really keep that in mind at all times. Yes, that's right. I have a quote. Let me know how this quote relates to you, or if it doesn't, the idea, Victoria, is I want you to talk about it. Perfect. Are you ready? All great artists draw from the same resource, the human heart, which tells us that we are all more alike than we are unalike. Maya Angelou. I completely agree. I think that all music, all art comes from an emotion, you know, something that you that you went through something that you lived or something that you thought about, something that you felt. And I think that that's how people really relate to art because the artist puts their emotion into it. And then somebody else is like, oh my God, I felt that, you know, because like she said, we are all way more alike than we, than we think we're all human beings, you know? Yeah, no, it's so important that as we said from the beginning, it's, it's you know, we all get the same 24 hours. And, you know, that's how much we are alike. We don't get like, hey, I did a deal with somebody and I got an extra hour today or I got an extra, you know, eight hours. I did 32 hours in a 24-hour period. And, you know, we don't get that. We don't get yeah. the opportunity to, to recreate a time space that, that's never going to come again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it's very important to also, like, with, with what you mentioned, make sure that time is so important because it doesn't come back. So make sure you use it wisely. Yes. Speaking of your time and talking about the music industry, did the game choose you or did you choose the game? I chose the game, I think, or maybe the game chose me. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I chose it because it was really like a, a decision I made, you know, to fight for my dreams, to fight for what I wanted. But I feel like I love music and just creating and art and singing since I was a little girl. Like I'm really one of those people that I cannot remember a time in my life where I wasn't singing. I was singing and writing and creating since I was like a child. So, so I guess in that way, the game chose me, but I also made a conscious decision. You know, once I graduated high school, I was like, okay, here we go. This is what I'm gonna do with my life. So I think it's a little bit of both because I feel like sometimes, you know, you might have a talent or you might want something, but if you don't make the decision to go and get it, you know, it's not gonna happen. You answered that question perfectly because it's a trick question, because you know <laughs> it's half and half. A big part of you that if the game chose you, you know, you're gonna try to do as best as you can to stay there, but if the game did it and you're choosing the game, then you know, you gotta work 10 times harder than the person that was chosen. And if you understand that you have the gift in both and the world receives you, then, then you understand that it's, it's a trick question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gl I'm glad I passed the trick, though, the test. <laughs> yeah, no, I just gave you the cheat code. So anyone else that's spying on the interview, it's a cheat code. Uh, <laughs> so what was your confirmation that music is, like, you know, what you're supposed to do, that first confirmation, whether, you know, was it when you were singing young and you noticed that your mom loved your harmonies and everyone used to, like, pretty much vibe to you? Or would you say that as you got older, and you know, you're fighting for your voice to be said, because a lot of people don't know it's, it's, it's a struggle for women in Mexico and you know, to have a voice and you know, you battled that, that the walls of that, that degree 
so that you can reach there. And you know, it's always great to hear their perspective of what you feel your first confirmation is. I feel like my first confirmation was when I was in high school. I was in high school in Mexico City. I was born and raised in Mexico City. A lot of people feel, think that I was uh, raised here in the United States, which in a way I feel like I was raised kind of here because my mom, had, my mom's family has been in California for like 60 years or 50 years, something crazy like that. So then my mom was the one that went back to Mexico because she was doing movies and she had gone signed to Juan Gabriel, imagine. And then when she got to Mexico to do that record with Juan Gabriel, she met my dad and she was like, you know what, forget everything, I just want to have a family. Um, but my mom was always very, very supportive of me. So when I was in high school, I remember, you know, at the time in high school, I just really wanted to party and be with my friends, to be honest with you. I really wasn't thinking, oh, let me see here, let me see there. I was singing at like the parties, you know. Um, but there was a teacher, I, I was in a high school that was like bicultural, you know, a lot of uh, American teachers taught there and half of the classes were in English. And one of the teachers was like, hey, I'm desperate. I, I'm having on Friday a talent show and no one has signed up. So I'm gonna give everybody that signs up 10 points out of 100. Um, so, and I had a scholarship at the time. So I had to keep, you know, certain grades. So I was like, let me get on that. And I remember I went on the stage and I sang Killing Me Softly because I'm a big fan of like the Fugees and Lauren Hill. And I didn't even know at the time where to get like a track, you know, the internet, especially back in the day in Mexico, wasn't the way it is right now. You know, there wasn't like YouTube and all that stuff that the way it is now, right? So I just went and signed a cappella and everyone went crazy. And just the feeling of being on the stage, even though I was super nervous. And you know, when you're in high school, you're even more nervous than normal. Because you're just like, oh my God, what is everybody going to think, to think about me? And everyone just went crazy. And it was just such an amazing feeling. That was a moment where I was like, okay, I have to dedicate my life to this. Because it was just so, so amazing. And then I found out I had won the contest. So <laughs> that was my first confirmation, yeah. Hell yeah, that's a big confirmation. And you yeah. did such a perfect song, Killing Me Softly. Woo. I love that song. That's one of those first songs that I really, you know, I used to be in my room with one of those CD uh, boom boxes. You know, you play your CD player. I literally just sit in my room. And that was one of the first songs that I really used to rewind and be like, wait, how did she do that? How did they do that? And I try to like study it, you know. So, so it was amazing to see that I, I won the contest. You know, what I find so amazing is that, like, I've had other people, you know, I had a Mellow Man Ace from Cuba, I had a Baby Gas from Mexico, and he's also from the Bay Area, and, like, you know, how he came from, how he came from pretty much Mexico to the Bay Area, he wanted to learn rap music, so he wrote down every rap word that there was in every song, and he taught himself the pockets, and, you know, how to carry himself through in transitions, like the stars, and, you know, and then he moved back to Mexico, and he was so, you know, rich, in game from the Bay Area that his his Spanish was, you know, not as high. And so he's went back on that same thing because, you know, they still have it to this day. For those that don't know that, you know, they have like a biggie out there on the corner spitting his his flows and he's telling the stories of his life. And so for Baby Gas, he saw that and he wanted to implicate that and become him because he had 30, 40 people around him just because he was spitting. And so he's like, you know, I got to do that. 
And so he learned all these different Spanish songs so that he can learn how to rap and sing in Spanish. And so like my and so, you know, it's just the determination of knowing that that's something you want to do. And, you know, so it's like how much how hard was it for you to go ahead and transition into these pockets? Because especially in rap music and singing like the traditional banda sound, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty simple with the melody. And you throw in all these different sounds that, you know, you're, you're doing and growing the culture, growing the, the, the music, the genre of it. And it's like, you know, walk me through it. Well, for me, it's crazy because I really learned to sing with American artists in English. Like, I really learned to sing in my room with, like, playing Mariah Carey records and Whitney Houston and Tony Braxton and Lauren Hill and Brandy and Monica and Aaliyah. Those were, like, the singers that I used to be like, oh, my God, they're amazing. Like, I want to I wanna sing like them. How do they do it? But outside of my room, you know, my mom was a ranchera singer, and my mom had a lot of friends that were artists in Mexico that did like mariachi, and then my dad uh, was from Sinaloa, so we had the banda. And you know what's really crazy is that I always used to think, you know, singing the R&B and the soul was way harder than like mariachi. But then once I started singing mariachi and banda, and sometimes you don't even have a microphone, you would really need to use that like power to be like, let them hear me with no microphone. So, you know, when I started singing regional Mexican music was actually when I moved to the States. I moved to the state. I know life and God work in mysterious ways, but I feel now like it was my purpose to really represent my culture and where I come from. Because when I came to the States, I first moved to New York straight out of high school. And because I wanted to pursue a career like doing R&B and soul music. And when I got to New York, I just fell in love with Mexican music, Mexican culture, maybe because I had never been away from home and I was so young. Uh, you know, it was nostalgic to me, and that's how I started my career doing regional Mexican music. And in the beginning, you know, at this, like I said before, you know, I feel like right now, right now regional Mexican music is being opened up to more fusions and different things. But 10 years ago, it was like, no, you know, people were like, why are you even dressed like this coming to sing? And you don't have a tejana and your belt buckle. And I'll be like, yeah, because this is who I am and this is how I'm going to sing banda. Uh, <laughs> but they would also tell me like, hey, you can't do those runs and those figures with your voice in banda or mariachi, like, you just don't do that. You gotta sing a certain way, you know, the traditional way, and I'll be like, well, look, this is how I sing, and I'm gonna just sing how I can sing, sorry. But fortunately for me, you know, it worked in my favor, the fact that I didn't sound just like everyone else that sang, um, that sang regional Mexican music you know, that, that I had that swag of more like a hip-hop, urban, R&B. Um, it made me different from the rest of the singers that were doing regional Mexican. So it worked, it worked in my favor. So I tell everybody out there, you know, if there's something different about you that people tell you you got to change, don't do it. That's what makes you you. Yes. And I know you get the comparisons all the time with Selena. And, you know, the reality is, is that you are on that same platform of transitioning the two genres and making everything, you know, worldwide and accepted. And, you know, through that, I would really love to see you and Jennifer Lopez do like a Selena tribute and go back. Oh my God. That would be insane. Amazing. Hello, like my dream come true. You know, Selena for me, 
is such a big inspiration. And that's what I love so much about her, what you just said. You know, back in the day, this is like the 90s, right? Growing up, you would never, even in Mexico, people are like, what do you mean? Even in Mexico, all the artists were like, way light skin, blue eyes, blonde hair, green eyes. And Selena was one of the first artists that I literally saw on TV that I was like, wait, she has long black hair and, you know, hips and she's singing cumbias, but with a soulful vibe. So to me, she was just like, she is to this day, everything, her fashion, everything. So she's been definitely a great inspiration to me. And I mean, I would die. Hello, if somebody's putting out that tribute with J-Lo, call me, okay? <laughs> come on, come on, let's go ahead. I know, all her songs, yeah. you know, I was so I was supposed to actually headline the tribute for Selena this year at South by Southwest. But unfortunately, coronavirus canceled all our plans, but but it was something I was really excited uh, to do. And at the end, since we couldn't do it, I just did like a live here in my house, here in my living room, the way I am right now, just singing some of her songs. And I told my fans, hey, let's make it like a karaoke pizza party in honor of Selena. So that's what we did. That is so clever because it's like a real slumber party and then it's taking you back to the nostalgia of the 90s and, and removing you from the eerie surviving 2020 element. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially, you know, this was right when the pandemic had just started when everyone, I mean, at least here in LA, you couldn't even leave your house after, you know, only to the store. Everything was closed. Everything was like completely working close. So it was really just me trying to keep my mind sane and have a little fun and do the same for like the people that follow. Oh yeah, South by Southwest was one of the first big festivals to shut down during the early pandemic days. And there was so many different things riding on that. Opportunities for, for amazing voices like yourself to to give Selena to where you had people that were gonna roll out artists that are on big labels and and break them to the world. And you know what? It got canceled. And these artists are now having to wait for their rollout. And then, you know, you 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 were able to utilize your gift and still give the people what they needed and, and giving that. So I hope next year they rerun that and do it the right way. And having I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. And you know what? I think that that was also like a, a testament to the fact that sometimes you want something a certain way and things happen but you still got to push through and do it somehow, some way, you know? Oh, yeah. You got to overcome adversity all the time. And, you know, it you overcome adversity leads to the vision. And the vision is manifestation. It's seeing something. It's, you know, walking by faith, not by sight. And having prayer and, you know, just believing. And, you know, along your way to make a dream a reality. So what can you tell the listeners about your journey to manifestation? You know, I think that it's so important to see it, to have that vision, to make it happen. Because I feel like having the vision is like having a map, right? And yeah. you cannot get to your point A to point B or to your destination if you don't look at the map, right? So I think it's very important. But I also, I am a woman of big faith. So I also pray a lot. And I also know that sometimes, you know, you think that your path is going to be straight from A to B. And there's many different changes, but you just got to keep going and pray and know that at the end of the day, everything's going to happen the way it's supposed to and that God has amazing plans for you. So 
you also gotta gotta pray and believe that uh, everything happens for a reason. Yes, yes, and you know. Something else that you have to understand is that when some things are out of your control, you just got to let go, let God, you know, keep yeah. on staying the course, you know. Because you, now you're going to live a life worried and stressed and you're not supposed to live that way. So sometimes you just got to say, <sighs> and for me, believe me, it's hard because I'm a control freak. But sometimes I got to say like, okay, God, it's all in your hands. Do it however you want to do it and sometimes things even come out better when you just let go yes yes and i mean for you to go from because right now we're talking about letting go of something you went from rocking crowds of thousands of people at concerts and festivals to now we're all depending on streams we're depending on a presence on you know social media and transitioning that to our daily routine so it's like what can you say has been your covid recipe to success my COVID recipe for success has been, you know what, number one, I focus now more on what's really important because I guess I had been traveling so much for the past maybe like two, three years that I was all over the place, you know? So it gave me time to really sit down and think what's really important, what do I really want to do, kind of like replan everything. Uh, think about the fact that we don't have the time in this earth is borrowed, so we don't know, you know, what's going to happen. So I just really started focusing more on what's really important, taking it uh, day by day. And I think that that, just that has made me feel happy and confident and blessed. So I've been able to create so much more. And, you know, of course, I am very... Um, I'm very dedicated to my social media too because it sucks that we can't go and you know see the fans and really be in touch with people because I feel like as artists that's everything when you're on a stage and you feel the people's energy and people are connecting with you I feel like as artists that's that's what we live for that energy but since we don't have that right now I've had to do, just you know transfer transfer a lot of um that connection to social media and, and do it that way. Yes, yes. No, it could definitely be a, uh, a platform that can translate that energy from the crowds to reaching the fans and, you know, still giving them the one-on-one -on -one because when you're on that live, it's just your eyes and that screen. And so that that one-on-one -on -one for real. So yes. what has been your dopest, you know, music moment so far in the game? Oh my God, music moment. Oh my God, I've had a couple that are like unbelievable. I mean, the fact that I'm signed to Rock Nation, like hello, right? <laughs> it's amazing. And the fact that Romeo Santos was actually the person that signed me to Rock Nation is unbelievable to me too, because he's always been an artist that I admire so much because he's a songwriter. And I feel like he also changed the game for bachata and, you know, Dominican artists. He made everything just so international. So just the fact that he believed in my talent is just incredible. And then two years ago, I went on tour with him. I opened up his tour in Mexico and the States in 2018. And then from there, I went and I sang with Olga Tañón. Olga Tañón, like the legendary Olga Tañón. She's just amazing. Um invited me to herself to sing with her at her tribute in Premio Lo Nuestro. 
and I sang merengue for the first time in my life, and I got to do it with Olga Tañón. <laughs> ah. And then last year, I got to sing with another one of like my favorite artists, because she's such a badass. She's such a badass. I sang with Paquita La Del Barrio. We did a duet on her concert at the Dolby Theater. So probably those three are like my top three, but I've had so many that I can't even think, but those are just enough, right? <laughs> those are monumental. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I I never dreamt, you know, I had dreams, but some of my some of my dreams weren't even as big as some of the things that have happened to me, you know, in life. Like, like have, some, have some of these people that I've admired since I was a little girl, say hey you know i think you're good come on let's do a duet or come on open for me on my show it's just like wow amazing yeah no it's definitely giving your flowers and in the same time you're giving them your flower flowers to them as well because you know, you're letting them know like hey i respect you i grew up just admiring everything you do and then you're giving me the grace and in return they're like no no i love what you do you are changing the game let's do something and that that right there is the energy and emotion of music that bridges the gap between so many different regions that you'd be like, it doesn't make sense why these people get together and get along. And it's like- It's amazing. And let me tell you, I have a couple of stories. During the quarantine, Paquita La Del Barrio followed me on Instagram. So I like died. I was like, what? This is like amazing. And then with Ola Tañón, it's a crazy story because the first song I ever recorded, you know, I was in New York City at the time, honestly. I didn't even know I could write songs. I mean, this was like 10 years ago. And I put an ad on the newspaper. I look back and I'm like, oh my God, poor girl, I had no idea. Um, I put an ad on the newspaper saying, hey, somebody give me a song. And no one responded to the ad. And so I thought, what can I do to make a song you know, sound different. Um, let me just go and find a song on YouTube. And I looked up to the women that were strong in the Caribbean because, you know, in New York, salsa and merengue are, you know, so big. And I found a song by Olga Tañón called Ahora Soy Mala, which was in merengue. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do this song in banda. And I did my cover in banda and that's how my career started. And that's why my name is Victoria La Mala because the song was called Ahora Soy Mala. And I put it out as Victoria Ortiz, which is my last name. And everyone started calling me La Mala. So I changed my name. For my next single, after that, I changed my name to Victoria La Mala. So imagine how crazy it was to, years later, be able to meet Olga and then have her invite me to her tribute. It was amazing. Wow. You know, life can be a roller coaster. You can be on highs and lows. You can twist left, twist right. And you always find a way to be grounded. What are some of the highs and lows you faced in your career that you're willing to discuss? Well, I feel like the lows are sometimes, you know, the industry telling me, oh, you know, you're not good enough or no matter how many accomplishments you have, like, oh, well, we'll see what you're going to do next. But I feel like once you get in your head that that's just what it is, it doesn't really affect you as much, you know. I think that this career is like one of those where you have to fight for it every day, no matter what you've done and no matter how hard, how hard you work. But I think that every high and every low has made me stronger, has made me a better artist, has made me a better performer and a better person. 
So I'm just at the point in my life where honestly, I'm giving my all, but I'm also enjoying the journey because sometimes we focus on just what we want and our goals and we forget to enjoy the everyday and the process, which is the real, the real destination, right? Is the, the journey that you go through in life. Yes, yes. And a lot of people get hung up on the process and the journey and realize that you have to arrive. Yes, it's good to take off and, and you know, have a destination in your head, but you have to arrive there. A lot of people get caught up in that moment of I'm taking off, I'm going, I'm going, and then they want to turn back around. They want to make a left turn or right turn. Anything other than going forward down that tunnel of success of reaching your dreams and why you took off in the first place. I, I could tell you from experience that I've been, you know, afraid of success. I've had, you know, friends in my group where, you know, four of them are broke and I have that mentality of well, I want to keep on hanging around them. And so eventually I became the fifth person broke. And then you continue to have that growth of like, man, I want more. I want more. Doing a steady job is okay, but it's not what I envision for myself. What I see in the future for me, this ground is not the same. These shoes that are on my feet are not the same. And this, you know, the heart of mine is not the same from where it will be in the future. And it's like, you got to recognize that and pull yourself out. But it takes people like you and your testimonies and transparency of how you got there and what it takes to get there, you know, is really what makes a difference so that people that feel like they can do it can do it now because, you know, they're hearing people. They're hearing that, hey, this is how this pothole was for you. It's coming up in my life and I'm able to jump over it. Or this speed bump is coming up. You know what? I know to slow down so I can pay attention to everything, read every word before I dot the I's and cross my T's and sign my name. And there's so much that's... So, Please do it, okay? <laughs> so, yes, I want to make sure, like, you are perfect candidate of why you came onto the show. And, and when you were talking about these certain elements of life, that it's so important that success is something that you have to obtain. You have to keep on going. It's not so much about just taking off. It's all about arriving. And then another key thing is leveling up, taking off again to another goal, another destination, another arrival. And also enjoying the process, you know, enjoying the day by day, enjoying saying, hey, sometimes we forget that we're alive, you know, like me, that's something that I changed in the pandemic. I now literally wake up every day and say, oh my God, thank you God for another day. Because so many people through all of this didn't get to have another day. And I feel like as long as you have your health, as long as you're waking up every day, you can change your life and you can work towards changing your life. Um no matter what and we need to know that we are human beings and we live in this earth and there's going to be problems and there's going to be moments where we're going to be down and we're literally going to feel broken and i always tell people it's okay to feel that way you know there's some days when me i want to cry all day long and i tell myself girl cry today but tomorrow you're going to get up and you're going to be like okay what do i need to do to be able to you know keep moving and keep moving forward and making my goals and my dreams come true whether somebody helps me or not, because I owe it to myself. And I think that everybody owes to themselves the life that they want, you know? Yes. But that we also need to enjoy the process, porque imagínate suffering every day because you're not there. What kind of life is that too, you know? So enjoy the process because it makes us stronger and it teaches you, every day teaches you something new. Kobe Bryant was so huge on just enjoying the process because you won't have the same moment, the same feeling of these things not working out the way it is. Because once you overcome that, you're not going to get there. You're going to get another dose, another angle, another something added to it. 
And so one thing I do also want to add in there is that, you know, Tupac said, through every dark night is a brighter day. And, you know, it's important to remember that, you know, when the sun goes down, it gets dark, but the sun goes up, it's a new day. And, you know, every day is a difference maker for you as long as you progress and keep that same mentality. I got to progress forward. I got to make a difference daily. What am I doing to do to make a difference daily? And, you know, what she's saying is absolutely right. You have to enjoy the process. You have to enjoy the bad because when you get the good, you won't enjoy it the same way you didn't enjoy the bad because that same energy will translate. Yes, you're going to enjoy it even more because you're going to know what you went through to get there. So, <laughs> Victoria, before I wrap up, I got to know, what are your three favorite songs of yours? Oh, my God. My three favorite songs of mine, man. Honestly, some of them haven't even come out yet, but they will come out soon. I got a lot of new music coming out. So stay tuned for that. Follow me on social media, Victoria Lamala, all over. YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere you search, Victoria Lamala. But from the ones that are out right now, I would have to say, Si va a doler que duela, because it's a ranchera where you literally feel the pain and the voice. No lie, I was drinking tequila while I was recording that song, so you know it got real. So, Si va a doler que duela, then Merezco Mucho Más, because Merezco Mucho Más was my first top 10 and radio in Mexico, so that's a very special song for me. And I love, I just put out this summer a song called Mas Tequila, and what I love so much about it is that, you know, it's one of my first songs that is actual fusion, it's a little bit of hip hop with tuba and banda, and I have as a feature Cap G and MC Davo. So what I love so much about that song is that it's three different Mexicans, from three different genres and three different parts of the world, we're just repping for our country and celebrating with tequila. So, yes, yes, yes. And I feel like that's a great introduction. If you have never listened to the beautiful voice of Victoria Lamala, then that is a great way for you to dive in and you'll fall in love because even if you don't know, you know, the new Apple updates allows you to translate what she's saying anyways. Oh, what? I didn't know that. That's good Good to know. I love it. Yes, yes. And so, you know, if you notice uh, the show, it's a little different. It's unique. I like to dig into people's success and praise them for it. And at the same time, get the history so that we can all grow. And, you know, I'm trying to keep that same energy before I close out and the viewers knows it's coming. I'm going to hit you with it. You got any questions for me? Uh, well, how did the show come up? How do you come up with this show? Pretty much people telling me no. No, I can't join the radio station when I applied. And I know people that work there. I know the program director, no. And, you know, getting told no, I couldn't join a podcast with, with people that I work with. And so, you know, that constant no, and I feel like I had something. I feel like I've always had a gift to just, you know, speak to anybody about anything, no matter their race, no matter their, their value of how much money's in their bank account, whatever they're going through, I've always been like a vessel to, to talk to. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to continue to embrace this little voice in my head as the world kept on receiving me and opening up. It, it just took off. And I was blessed to meet Bobby D on, on a Wednesday on February 12th. And then... He got that's amazing that you remember the day and shout out to bobby d oh yeah no because what's amazing is that february 12th i met him and then i did two other interviews i interviewed asia and then i interviewed slim 400 they're you know two big artists in la area 
And he was like, you know, I, I mess with you. Like, I really do. Like, you're organic, you're psychedelic. Like, what do you need? What do you need to help? And I was like, present my show. You present the biggest concerts, you know, in, in the world, practically. Present my show. And he was like, no problem. And then shortly after, Snoop Dogg got behind it in my second season. And Uncle Snoop's Army, the brand got attached. And I've been just really blessed. And, you know, that people are receiving what I feel like I'm here to do. And it just continues to grow. And so that's I, amazing. That's amazing. And I think that something you said is so real and everybody needs to know that God doesn't put dreams in your heart for no reason. If you have a dream and you have a vision, you have to follow it because it is your purpose and you got to keep fighting for it. Even if people tell you, no, I mean, believe me, so many people have told me no to this day. People are like, well, I don't care if you did this. Still no. And people that even know you, like you said, But you got to know that at the end of the day, you have that dream and that purpose in your heart for a reason, and you got to keep going. So I love the fact that you didn't let anybody stop you, because I'm all about that, too. Thank you. Thank you. Because <laughs> it, it, life is a roller coaster, personal, business, and then trying to reach your dreams. It can all be chaos. But as long as you stay focused, like we've been saying all episode on the end tunnel, that you know you're going to arrive at your destination and... You know, God will do the rest for you. You just got to have faith and belief and do the work. Yes, that's right. Contrast and Cut is season four, episode 26. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. I wouldn't be able to do incredibly dope shit like interview Victoria LaMala and talk about her history <laughs> and talk about, you know, overcoming, rising above, and making the dream a reality. You know, the first lady from Mexico to be signed to Rock Nation, the conglomerate of, you know, just this hip hop world and a lot of stuff we're doing. So thank you for coming on here and just shedding the light and just being a, a joy to, to, to share the information with. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for everyone that tuned in. My name is Victoria Lamala. So follow me on social media and check out my music and more music to come very soon. Hey guys, how are you? It's Victoria Lamala. Don't miss my interview on Contrast Uncut presented by Bobby D. Hip hop really taught me to give it all I got in life. Wu-Tang told us how to beat the projects. And tell my story, you Man, I know you guys can't smell this right now. And I ain't talking about none of that other stuff. I'm talking about some of that good stuff, that smell good stuff. I think it's breakfast. What time is it? It's breakfast time. Make sure you tune in to Contrast Uncut no matter what you're doing. Whether you're eating breakfast, you're smelling good food like I'm smelling, or if you're smelling other stuff, we're good to watch too. Make sure you tune in. Thank you.